0: Our text for this morning's meditation is from Hebrews chapter 4, these words. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. So our text. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, yes it is true, isn't it? We do have weaknesses, don't we? Weaknesses. So the question is for us, what is it that we do? What is it that we do? With our weaknesses. What am I talking about? Well, those aspects of us that we think should be stronger than they are. are weaknesses. Here I'm not talking about leg strength or how much weight we can deadlift. Or how far we could run without collapsing. Uh, What I'm talking about are temptations. Temptations to sin. To do or say or think that, which is very appealing to us, to do or say or think, but what we should not do or say or think. Now here the topic of food usually comes up, doesn't it? I mean, we even say that certain foods are our weakness. Can we really eat too much bacon? Or chocolate, or ice cream? The answer, of course, is yes. And the reason that this is so is because such foods are so appealing to us, much more appealing than, for example, a bowl of lima beans. As a boy, I remember eating about 20 perfectly ripe plums, and then, of course, paying for it with severe stomach pains. So what do we do? If our weakness is bacon, we don't buy it. Chocolate, only on occasion. Ice cream, just a scoop. But of course our text, the weaknesses mentioned in our text from Hebrews, such weaknesses are not the appeal of, a, of certain foods over others, but certain sins over others. Perhaps our weakness, for example, is gossip. It is, for us, maybe so tempting to listen in at work when something is being spread about a co-worker. And to be honest, over the years, we have become so clever, haven't we, in sharing that information in such a way, so clever, that it doesn't seem like gossip at all. Just information. Vital information. Information that others need to hear and to have. But of course when we do share such information in whatever format, there's that tinge of guilt there, isn't there? That nagging feeling that what we said, we shouldn't have said. But, so we can reason and do reason, gossip is just my weakness. I can't help it. I just have to listen, and I just have to repeat and share and spread. In fact, people have become reliant upon me to provide them with the latest juicy tidbit. And it does make me feel so good to be seen like an authority, to be listened to, to be the center of something. Anyway, gossip is just my weakness. It's how God made me. If God did not want me to listen to and spread rumors, he should not have created me to have such an interest in them, to get a high off of spreading them. It's just who I am. I was born this way. So you do you, and let me do me. Now this is odd, isn't it? I mean, isn't it odd that we have turned our weaknesses, our sinful weaknesses, Into our strengths? That is, we have, instead of admitting weaknesses and apologizing for weaknesses and working on weaknesses, that is, sins, we have embraced our weaknesses as that which define us. But then what do we do? Well, it seems like what we do then is find someone with even greater and more weaknesses on television or YouTube, and then we glory in the fact that we are not as obnoxious, as arrogant, as rude, as over-the-top as they are. Yeah, our weaknesses are ours. They define us, but they're not as bad as theirs. At least that's what I think is going on with so many shows on television. Otherwise, I don't have a way of understanding why millions of people tune in weekly to follow some person around and witness such things, glorying in their shame. The point is, of course, that our our weaknesses are not our strengths. And our weaknesses are in fact just that, that within us which is not strong and being not strong, our weaknesses are those aspects of our life where sin comes in and it just takes over. And then it's not our weaknesses that define us, but our sin, our sin and all its consequences that define us. But what can then we do? What can we do? Overcoming our weaknesses just seems to be impossible. Well, first and foremost, we confess. That's what we do. We confess that what we've done in our weakness is, in fact, more than a weakness. It is sin. And then we we make the commitment to fight. To fight. To fight against ourselves and to fight against our weaknesses. That is, after all, what true repentance is. True repentance is sorrow for the sin that we commit and then the commitment to try not to sin in such a way again. I'll repeat that. True repentance is sorrow for the sin that we commit, and then the commitment to try not to sin in such a way again. But what then? What do we do then? Well, we do what the young David did when faced with Goliath. He did not rely on himself, he relied on the God of Israel. On the God of Israel in order for him to conquer Goliath. We need to do the same with our Goliaths. Our weaknesses. And do the same without a slingshot, without a bag of stones, but with a sword, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Now, here we have Christ as our example, don't we? I mean, don't we think that Jesus was hungry when Satan tempted him to turn stones into bread? And don't we think Christ was wondering about the care and concern of his Father in heaven for him when Satan tempted him to try to prove it by throwing himself off the temple? Was not a moment of worship to accomplish everything it was to accomplish somewhat intriguing to Jesus, especially since Jesus was looking at three years of ministry, his crucifixion, his suffering, and death to accomplish the same thing? In other words, were not all three temptations of Christ actual temptations? They were. So what did Jesus do? He used the word of God in his weakness. To fight back the onslaughts of the devil. His weakness, the weakness of Jesus going without food for 40 days and nights. Yes, his physical weakness in that situation was a given. And our weaknesses are a given. We are, after all, born in sin and infected with sin and still must deal with sin every day. Sin does not, our sins in fact, sin does not make us unique at all. It doesn't. Sin makes us common. Incredibly common. Just like everyone else. What would make us unique would be if we were like Jesus. Our weakness, fighting back the temptations of the world, the devil, and our flesh with the holy word of God. Not allowing sin, our sin, to dictate to us who we are and how we are. And what we are. It's in fighting against the devil, the world, and our flesh that we truly discover. It's in fighting against, fighting against the devil, the world, and our flesh that we truly discover who we were born to be and who we are reborn to be through our baptism into Christ. So when we were baptized into Christ, what happened? Well, we were washed, regenerated, renewed by the Holy Spirit of God, as we read in Titus. Faith was created in our hearts, faith which grasps our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with both hands, and through the hands of faith, what flowed to us was the forgiveness of sin, the forgiveness for the times we've allowed our weaknesses to lead to sin. Yes, through faith in Christ, the sin which occurred because of our weakness is forgiven, But something else, and here is what we need to note this morning. Something else occurred when we were baptized into Christ. And that is, Christ not only gave to us his Holy Spirit, but with that Spirit, Christ gave us courage. The courage to fight against ourselves, the courage to fight against the devil, and the courage to fight against the world. Preaching in 1522, Luther noted, In all temptations, in all temptations we should keep our gaze fixed on the image of Christ and keep close to it. For Christ goes on. He goes on however much it hurts. And he is full of courage. Therefore we must pray that he will also give us his courage and spirit that we too may learn to be strong in the midst of weakness and to overcome in the days of affliction. In this way, Christ comes to us not as an image, but he implants in us his courage so that we too can endure. Therefore, whatever may come upon us, however much shame and blame, people will see that Christ our Prince perceives and overcomes it triumphantly. Therefore, we must ask him for courage, that in the midst of besetting uh, adversities we may be made strong and be given power to overcome death. In this selfsame way, Luther continues, Paul set Christ before us in all his epistles, first as an example, which we are to follow. Then as he gives us the spirit and courage which he himself possesses. And this is the true Christian teaching. So Luther, preaching way back in 1522. So you see, Christ within us would give us the courage to function as we should, even with the weaknesses that we have. And even, we would hope, eventually overcome the weaknesses which we know and feel in our hearts right now. Now, that's not that we'll ever rid ourselves of all of our weaknesses. When one goes away, another seems to appear. When that one goes away, still another. Maybe here we should think, when it comes to our weaknesses, of something like dyslexia. A friend in college with dyslexia. Thought about her dyslexia for a long time you know what's what's dyslexia you look at a word and you see it backwards and i remember she explained that there are people who see words backwards and there are people who see numbers backwards and there are people who see both words and numbers backwards they don't see them forwards what if a child so born with dyslexia succumbed to that dyslexia and refuse to learn how to read even though there are plenty of methods nowadays that have been developed to help children with dyslexia indeed learn how to read. Would anyone do that? Would anyone say to that child, you were born that way, with dyslexia. So there's no need for you to learn how to read, and no need for us to teach you how to read. Would anyone do that? I certainly would hope not. That's the case, and why, is it, and why is it we simply throw up our hands when it comes to our weaknesses, when it comes to sin? Why do we just throw up our hands? Well, that's our weakness. We simply shouldn't do such a thing. But instead, through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus, we should simply pray daily for the courage. Courage which he has, that is, our Savior has, that he grant such courage to us to face our weaknesses as, in fact, our Lord and Savior did. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. We rise and sing the offertory.